We're joined by ABC News correspondent Inez de la Cudera. And Inez, uh, big headlines coming out of the EU. Uh, it looks like that $54 billion aid package for Ukraine may be getting uh, solidified. Hey, good morning. That's right. Yes, yeah, so the European Union is agreeing to provide Ukraine a 50 billion euro, which is roughly $54 billion uh, aid package to support the country's economy. So we're looking at a package that is about two-thirds loans and one-third grants. And what's interesting here is that it's a package that's really designed to help the economy specifically, to help Ukraine rebuild and to potentially later down the road, uh, you know, help pave the way for Ukraine to one day join the EU. But it's not intended to fight off uh, Russia. That's a, a separate aid package. There's no kind of military aid package in, in this uh, um, specific uh, deal. Yeah, and we know one of the uh, seats at the table when it came to the EU uh, that was maybe putting this in question was Hungary. Of course, they have some stronger ties with Russia. And talk to us about how important it is that uh, the EU was able to overcome that threat of a Hungarian veto to get this passed. Yes, I mean, across the board, uh, whether it's in the EU or the U.S., we've seen political infighting politics uh, holding up uh, funding for Ukraine, with the criticism being that, uh, you know, that this aid continues to pour into Ukraine and that uh, some are, are questioning when is enough enough. And, um, you know, in the U.S., we've certainly seen that playing out in, in Congress. The big holdup here in Europe had to do with Hungary, like you say. So they had been threatening to veto the measure for weeks. They have the closest ties to Russia of any European Union country. That might have been part, part of it. Um, but the thinking is that it was also just politics. Uh, Hungary has been kind of frustrated with the European Union lately uh, because the EU has has claimed that, that Hungary has um, kind of undergone a, a form of democratic backsliding because of some recent measures that it passed. And uh, so some of Hungary's own funding had been held up as a result of that. And so Hungary was maybe using this um, the, the Ukraine funding here to try and get its way when it, when it came to that. Uh, but Hungary did uh, drop, uh, you know, its objections, and the French president was asked about that. He says that Hungary didn't really get anything in, in, in return. They didn't get any gifts, but they were, um, you know, assured that they would not be discriminated against, which is something that Hungary has felt that the EU has been kind of ganging up against them. And does this uh, send a message to Putin? Because Hungary and and Hungary's leader and Putin had been a little bit more on uh, similar, I guess, wavelengths. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly anytime you see these types of aid packages, it always sends a message to to Putin, and that it shows that the the West, you know, in this case, the the EU is is still committed to helping Ukraine. Um, we heard from EU officials, the EU Council President Charles Michel, saying he hopes this will send a a message to the U.S. to to, to American taxpayers to uh, hopefully uh, you know help President Biden get his proposed aid packages through Congress. Again, we know there's been some resistance there from some members of Congress. And so EU leaders, um, you know, hoping that, that the U.S. Will, will see what they're doing and, and follow suit. Yeah, of course, that was one of the big, you know, kind of political talking points on this side of the pond is, you know, the, the lack of apparent funding or, you know, the perceived lack as far as some of those European neighbors that are a lot closer. And as we're continuing to talk about this, uh, you know, conflict so many years on now. I mean, how, what are the long-term financial impacts, some of those economic impacts that are starting to be felt over in Europe? 
Yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to uh, Ukraine, we know their economy has really been in a terrible state. The, the first months, uh, you know, following the, the invasion, saw the country lose a third of its economic input. Ukraine also spent almost all of its tax revenue on on the war. And of course, that means the country has had to go in, in, into debt because, it, you know, while they're spending so much money on the war, they also still have to pay things like pensions, for instance. And then if inflation has also soared to uh, 26%. So Ukraine's economy certainly needs uh, help, which is why the EU is rolling out this package. And then as far as the rest of the EU, I mean, I'll tell you here in France, we saw just recently uh, these massive uh, protests from farmers who drove their their tractors, hundreds of tractors up to Paris to kind of uh, encircle Paris and try to lay siege to Paris. Uh, They're frustrated with their their low uh, wages, high living costs, and what they say is is too much uh, regulation and bureaucracy. But one of their concerns um, does have to do with with the war in Ukraine and the fact there are things like higher energy prices, that, that they now um, they, they are having to to, to kind of um, cover that cost and and they're paying the the price for it and so that was part of these protests that we saw breaking out earlier this week um, so there, it is having a, a a ripple effect throughout the uh, the continent. All right, well, Inez de la Quatera, thank you uh, for bringing us an update and showing us how this really all interconnects uh, when we're talking about some of these international issues and events. Thank you. Thank you.